The amygdala is a part of the brain that is the source of many of our emotional reactions, both positive and negative, and it plays an influential role in anxiety. Understanding this part of the brain is an important foundation in learning how to change your brain and reduce anxiety. Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey. Each week we offer you brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in positive directions and master big change. For more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's w e t w a r e m e d i a.com. Today we're sharing an excerpt from the audiobook Rewire Your Anxious Brain: How to Use the Neuroscience of Fear to End Anxiety, Panic, and Worry. Written by Katherine Pittman, PhD, and Elizabeth Carl. This audiobook is a unique evidence-based solution to overcoming anxiety based in cutting-edge neuroscience and research. You'll learn how anxiety is created in the brain, as well as the techniques you need to overcome it. Your brain is a powerful tool, and the more you focus on changing the way you respond to fear, the more resilient you'll become. In this excerpt, Dr. Pittman and Ms. Carl provide an understanding of the amygdala and anxiety. Like the conductor of an orchestra, the amygdala controls many different reactions in both your brain and your body. They explain the role of the amygdala in creating anxiety in the brain. This understanding is an important step in learning to change your brain and overcome anxiety. The root of anxiety: understanding the amygdala. Don't be fooled by the small size of your amygdala. Even though the largest and most developed portion of the human brain, the cortex, contributes to anxiety in many ways, the amygdala plays the most influential role. Like the conductor of an orchestra, the amygdala controls many different reactions in both your brain and your body. In addition to relying on pre-programmed responses, it's also exquisitely sensitive to what happens to you and responds to your specific experiences. In this chapter, you'll learn about the amygdala's special language and its impact on your life. When you're born, your amygdala has pre-programmed responses that are ready to be put into action. But this ancient structure isn't fixed. The amygdala is constantly learning and changing based on your day-to-day -day experiences. In fact, once you understand what we call the language of the amygdala, you'll have more control over your anxiety responses. Because you'll know how to influence the part of the brain that's at the very root of fear. The amygdala as protector. To understand amygdala-based anxiety, it's useful to think of the amygdala as your protector. Natural selection has given humans a fear-producing amygdala that has protection as a central goal. As you go about your day, the amygdala is vigilant for anything that might indicate potential harm. While the goal of protection is good, the amygdala can overreact, creating a fear response in situations that aren't really dangerous. Consider Fran, who's about to give a speech. Her heart begins to pound, and she starts to hyperventilate, 
as soon as she stands in front of the group with everyone staring at her. What is her amygdala trying to protect her from? It seems as if it sees the situation of standing in front of an audience as dangerous. Fran is not alone in experiencing this type of response. Studies have shown that fear of public speaking is the most commonly reported fear, surpassing fear of flying, fear of spiders, fear of heights, and fear of tightly enclosed spaces. What could account for this common response? Because the amygdala tries to prevent us from being prey to a predator, evolutionary scientists have suggested that we may be prone to interpreting eyes watching us as a potentially dangerous situation. Others have suggested that the risk of rejection by a group of observers comes from an ancient fear of being rejected by one's clan, which once meant being left on your own to fend for yourself and face roaming predators, a likely death sentence. In any case, it appears that the human amygdala reacts to protect us from being in the vulnerable situation of being observed by potentially hostile animals, including other humans. Fran may not be aware of the evolutionary roots of her reaction and the amygdala's role in it. Her cortex may be telling her that she's afraid of being criticized, humiliated, or making a mistake, while her amygdala is operating from a more prehistoric perspective. The truth is, the cortex often comes up with reasons for our behaviors, which may or may not be accurate explanations. However, the concern here isn't the accuracy of the cortex, but its effects. The more Fran dwells on cortex-generated explanations for her amygdala-based anxiety, such as, you're worried that your boss will never be satisfied with his presentation, the more cortex-based anxiety she'll create, adding to her problem. Looking in the cortex for the causes of amygdala-based anxiety is like looking in your refrigerator to understand why your car won't start. You aren't looking in the right place. Instead, Fran needs to focus on her amygdala's perspective. She needs to see that her amygdala is trying to protect her. Instead of using her cortex to seek explanations for her anxiety, she needs to use her cortex to apply her knowledge of the language of the amygdala. First, she needs to recognize that her pounding heart and increased rate of breathing, which would help her if she needed to run or fight, don't indicate that she's truly in danger. These responses are part of the amygdala's reaction, and they aren't helpful in the context of public speaking. Fran needs to understand that this isn't a dangerous situation and that her amygdala is setting off an alarm unnecessarily. Even if the speech Fran is about to give is very important, perhaps for her career, it's unlikely that this is the life-or-death situation that her amygdala seems to be preparing her for. This underscores the importance of being aware of the amygdala's role as protector. This is crucial in understanding and controlling your own anxiety responses. In many cases, the amygdala's assumption that you need to be protected from danger is incorrect. Fortunately, you can remedy this by retraining your amygdala and by not giving the amygdala more fuel for the fire by assuming that a fearful or anxious emotional reaction is a definite indication of danger. Lastly, it's important to recognize that simply trying to use your cortex to convince yourself that the situation isn't truly dangerous won't always shut off the amygdala's response. A more effective approach is using deep breathing techniques and strategies that retrain the amygdala, and we'll outline this approach in Part 2 of the book, Taking Control of Your Amygdala-Based Anxiety. How the Amygdala Decides What's Dangerous 
The human amygdala seems predisposed to respond to some stimuli as if they're dangerous. Fears of snakes, insects, animals, heights, angry facial expressions seem to be biologically wired into the amygdala because humans learn them with very little prompting. For example, few children have a car phobia, but many are afraid of insects. Although cars pose a much greater danger to children than insects, the fear of insects seems to be hardwired into the amygdala, such that children develop this fear very easily. This is undoubtedly the result of thousands of years of evolution, in which a fear of insects contributed in some way to survival. However, even fears that are programmed into the amygdala can be changed. On the other hand, many objects or situations aren't naturally feared by the amygdala. Instead, the amygdala learns to fear them as a result of life experiences. The amygdala is constantly learning based on experience, and after certain negative experiences, it creates brain circuits that cause people to fear a previously unfeared object. For example, a child doesn't naturally fear a flame and must be warned not to touch it. But after a child is burned by, say, a birthday candle, the child's amygdala learns to fear the sight of flames. In addition, the amygdala quickly adds various flaming objects to its list of dangerous things to avoid, so the child may also fear lighters, sparklers, and campfires. The amygdala retains lasting memories that identify the object and similar objects as dangerous. This is a very powerful and adaptive ability because it allows for the creation of specialized neural circuitry that helps people avoid the specific dangers that occur in their lives. This has kept the amygdala useful and virtually unchanged for millions of years. The good news is, every amygdala is capable of learning and changing, and in later chapters you'll learn how to train your amygdala to respond differently. Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook Rewire Your Anxious Brain, How to Use the Neuroscience of Fear to End Anxiety, Panic, and Worry. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate and review it. And please, share it with friends who might also enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W E T W A R E M E D I A.com.